So now we gonna get into this uh this college basketball. When you're looking at these uh yes. first and foremost about college basketball, how is your NCAA men's bracket looking? So my bracket uh is not doing well. <laughs> I think I had what I had UNC. Me too. I, I did have Duke. Okay, I did. Um, but pretty much Duke is the only team that I picked that's still in it. Uh, but well, Gonzaga, I had Gonzaga too. So my bracket is uh. If you, if you go outside, you leave your hot dog on the grill too long for like fifteen minutes. You know what you, you know what that is? Burn, burn. Neat though. You know my first rounds. I did. You know what? My first rounds. I did. I did spectacular. Second rounds. I did good. We got to that quarterfinals though. We got to that quarterfinals. So you know what? I got UNC winning. Man, I all burn. Texas Tech. You, we name teams that ain't that is not normally known to make it this far in the tournament. A lot of these teams we've naming now, some have been playing the NIT for a couple of years. You're looking at Auburn, what they did to North Carolina. They went out there. You say, you know what? Nobody's picking us. We the underdogs, and we just gonna get. We just gonna get it. That young backcourt and that frontcourt outplayed. North Carolina from beginning to end. They was the hungrier team. They said it when they, before the game started. I remember them saying, one thing the Tar Heels must do if they want to beat the Auburn Eagles, War Eagle or Auburn Tigers. They said, protect the three-point line. They did not protect the three-point line. Them guys, every chance they get, they shot a three-ball and then went in. It's just the luck of the Irish and the ball bounces their way. But UNC was trying to play their game. I didn't see them going to the basket a lot. They was trying to shoot a lot of threes. All the crazy turnovers make you lose the game too. So my bracket is looking my bracket is horrible. Yeah, well, yeah I'm taking that back. I'm trying I just took a look at my bracket. Uh my first couple of rounds were terrible, but the the teams, my Elite Eight is pretty is pretty intact. Uh, so I take that back. I had uh Duke, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Virginia, uh, and Kentucky. Right. So, my, so they all, all they all there, but not the, any of the rest of my team. <laughs> yeah. If you look at if you look at my my elite my elite eight, I got Duke. Got that right. Michigan State. I got that right. Virginia. I got that right. Kentucky. I got that right. The teams I got wrong is Michigan, Gonzaga, right. Tennessee. UNC. So I'm looking like, man, now when I go down to my final four, I got Tennessee, UNC, Gonzaga, Michigan State. My championship game had Gonzaga and UNC. As soon as they lost both, they lost both, I mean, that same night, I had to cross their names out and I crossed my national champion out, which is the Tar Heels. Now the only team I got left in the final in the final four is Michigan State, the only Big Ten school. Yeah, I didn't have Auburn. They they really surprised me. Auburn and Texas Tech, in yeah, Texas Tech is 
they destroyed that those those guys in my bracket. <laughs> and, 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 and the more thing I'm gonna say about these teams, I'm not gonna just say they've been shooting out of threes, but Auburn and Texas Tech, they been winning games playing straight up head to head defense. Taking away some of the team's good players. It's the only way you can beat some of these elite teams. You got to make them do stuff out of the ordinary. You got to make them do extra things they don't want to do. Make them run out there and guard a three-point line. And these other teams that we naming the Texas Techs, the Auburn, they making an extra pass. They, 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 they running for loose balls like the kid from Texas Tech. He blocked Hachimura out of bounds, jumps out of bounds to save the ball and get the, get the ball back into play. And they had to file them to put them on the free throw line. Texas Tech. Texas Tech, first and foremost. That coach they got over here, man. They're doing some good things. And Auburn is low-key really good. Because their coach is Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl been been playing. You know what it takes to get his team to the next round of these tournaments. All you do is get a bunch of young guys that would believe. Tennessee volunteer, rock, Rocky Top. <laughs> Make these players believe. The co- some of these coaches, like when I'm looking at him coaching, he's very intense, very intense. So when you've got a very intense coach that you know, this team can be beaten on any given night. And, you know, like I said, I worked at ACC tournament. I'm a huge Tar Heel fan. Now, I got this, I, I, I had this this little notion when I was walking past him, you know, saying what's up to some of the Tar Heels players. I'm not going to say any names. As I said, what's going on, three of them spoke to other guys, looked at me like, just like, yo, we got this. We about to go win this championship. Now, I walk past the Duke players. No names. But these guys, when I walk past this, y'all, y'all get this? He said, look, man, we got to treat this. We got to treat this game as if we are losing. He said, right now, we're not winning because the game is 0-0. We losing right now. So if we treat this game like we losing, we, can, we, we can't put this game away. So I thought about what he, what he said to me. I said, that makes sense. The game's 0-0. Zero, zero. Nobody's winning. We still the score 0-0. Zero, zero. We both losing. So they went in that type of mindset as as they lost the game already. And they came out, what, victorious. And they they won an ACC tournament. The Tar Heels, they had that. They had that swagger like, we playing Duke. We beat them three times in a row. We're going to go out here and get this win. It don't work like that. It's always hard to beat your opponent that fourth time when it really matters. And Duke is playing on a that's, different that's type level. Sport. Any sport, you can't under, you cannot underestimate your opponent. Yes, yes, yes. And, and like you said, they, Duke is playing on another type of level, but they are barely, barely squeaking by. I mean, they won two games in a row, like right. with the same outcome, a missed putback. Like, a missed like putback. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. So. We know Duke got a big game on their plate against Michigan State. What it, what would be the outcome of this game? Because like like you said, Mark, Duke is squeaking, squeaking in games. There's gonna be some games where Zion is probably gonna be in a game like this against Michigan State because Michigan State plays great defense. It's gonna be a time where Zion Williamson, we know he what he can do. But it's going to be up to R.J. Barrett. This guy, he's sporadic. He's a gunner. <laughs> Cam For Reddish sure. didn't play last game. He's trying to figure out what to deal with Cam Reddish. Now looking at Titus Jones' little brother. What he going to do? 
Because you got to step it up. Duke realistically only got three scores. So if you want to be Duke, you got to take away one of those three. And the first one you had to take, Zion going to get his. That's a given. It's a man child. But you guys, they got to find some way to take away R.J. Barrett. Cam Reddish is going to live behind a three-point line. But if you take away R.J. Barrett, you got a better chance of winning. And I want to see what this Michigan State team going to do to Titus Jones, little brother, because he don't want to shoot the ball that much. He's not, he's not known as a scorer. He plays great perimeter defense. He's what he's going to do. Distributor. Right. What he's going to do when the pressure is on him on a defensive end, he got to get that ball out. Because you guess what? Tom Izzo is ready. Tom yeah. Izzo is ready. Tom Izzo hasn't won a national championship since since the Flintstones. Is that Charlie Bell, <laughs> Mateen Cleese, uh, Mo P? It's been, it, it been a minute. I, the last Elite Eight he been to was 2011. That was with Draymond Green. That was the last triple-double, I believe, too, as well, with Draymond Green. So we're going to figure out what this team is made of. What is your, what is your take on this Duke and Michigan State? Because that might be the best game right now in this Elite Eight bracket. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. I, I, Michigan State has actually surprised me. Um mm-hmm. I had them losing to, to Louisville or LSU in the um, was that the was that the Sweet Sixteen or was that yeah that was the Sweet Sixteen. I had them meeting uh-huh. losing to uh, LSU. So the fact that they made it, you know, to this Elite Eight round, you know, I'm shocked. You know, but they've been doing it the Izzo way. You know, every time March come around, you know, Izzo have his team ready. Um, you know, and they defend Sparty, Sparty. They, uh, <laughs> they play fundamental basketball, so. If they can have a defensive plan, like you said, that shut down some of the other Duke players not named Zion Williams, they can uh-huh. I think they can beat Duke. I think they can beat Duke pretty easily actually if if they can limit Zion and shut down say like a that RJ Barrett. Like they don't have to shut down RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish, but just one of those three players. The name people have to get used to in this series with this game. Six five guard Joshua Langford for Michigan State. Walking bucket. Huntsville, sure. Huntsville, Alabama. The same place where my guy is from North Carolina from Garrison. So when I say this guy can get the ball down the court, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem, Titus Jones little brother, man. It's going to be a problem just because I know what Joshua Langford can do out there on the court for Tom Izzo. He's a gritty point. He's a gritty guard like Izzo light. So you, when I'm looking at him, the size is 6'5". I'm looking at um, the point guard from Duke. Well, he's going to bring to the table. How can he keep him out the lane? Because Joshua Langford can get into the game in the lane easy at that time for the game. So like I said, Michigan State was, was one of my original picks to go on to the Elite Four. Can they, like I said, can they find some way to get Zion out the game early? Everybody knows is once Zion get into three personal fouls, that he plays timid. He don't play as the same Zion. This is what they are looking for. Michigan State got to come out there and play hard nosed defense. You know, Draymond Green will be talking trash to Kyrie. <laughs> 
and Sporty for Dog sure. come beat the Blue Devils. So, no, I know I you mean, tweeted, huh? Go ahead. I, I think I, uh, I think Duke may 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 take this one, but yeah. I, I, some in me saying Michigan may upset, may pull this upset off. I mean, they got because they know more veteran team. You know, they, exactly. you know, they got exactly. more upperclassmen on their team, one of which Joshua Langford that we spoke of. I just think they're they, they going to be more poised than some of these other teams Duke has squeaked by. Right. right? So when, when things get tough down the stretch, they're not going to you know, fold. Yeah. No, I don't want to keep saying Titus Jones, love, brother. And people are like, come on, dude, you know his name. Like, I'm a UNC Tar Heel fan, first and foremost. I know his name is Trey Jones. I know he. I know this. This is what he does. He's the point guard from Duke. But at the same time, hands gonna be full. So, so I'm gonna say a guy that Michigan State has to keep their eye on. The guy on the glass, Mark Marquise Bolden. You want to keep him off the glass, but another guy who's been stepping up too is um, Javin Delauder. Another guy get a lot of loose rebounds. So Michigan State make sure they must get a body put on him. Because if they don't, it's gonna be a long night for Michigan State. Gotta cannot give the Duke Blue Devils second chance rebounds. All their second chance rebounds leads to easy dunks and a wide open three. And the one thing I've been noticing about Zion now, this guy been hitting a lot of clutch threes lately now in the second half when it matters the most. And it's a we got Tell a weird me. release. I've been looking at this and y'all really letting Zion shoot threes? And it was funny when I seen this come from you this morning. You tweeted Gilbert Arenas talking about Zion Williams. Oh, he, and the first thing he said, Gilbert said, oh, wow, he's six seven, six eight. Oh, that's cute. He's 285. He's a man child playing the college basketball. And what, we, what I've been saying the whole time since this guy emerged, he don't have a go-to move. But to hear them same words come from an NBA veteran superstar, Gilbert Arenas, Mr. Hibachi himself to the same things I've been saying since we started a podcast. He don't have a go-to move. He don't have a post game. He don't post up. Right. His second chance rebounds, he goes straight up for a dunk. Right. You you never seen Zion post up. And and, and it's some people gonna listen to this are gonna say, hey, Don Tay Wiggs a hater. Tay Wiggs not a hater. I give credit what credit is due. What you gonna do? In the, in the next level, or the next level, rather, when you got to post up against a real big, when they're going to, on a, on, a, on a given night, they might send Carl Car Anthony Towns on you, or maybe a Joel and B just to slow you down, some of them big bodies. You know right. what I'm saying? What you going to do when you feel that big body? You don't have a go-to right. move. Go to move. Nope. I mean, Gil said two things that was, like, kind of alarming for the NBA world. He said he was undersized. And overweight. Ooh. All right. He's Ooh. undersized to play the four. And yeah. then he's overweight to play the three. I mean, he said he he's coming in at Shaq's rookie year weight. That's Shaq's crazy. rookie year weight. And he said <laughs> Russell, he said Russell Westbrook uh height. Height. <laughs> and now and people gonna listen to this take and say, man, y'all some haters. Y'all don't like Duke. Y'all hate no Zion. Now, I've been saying this about Zion the whole time. The whole time through this whole thing. I've been saying the whole time on my IG. Said the whole time on Twitter. 
the NBA have a lot of guys that do this at that at his height and size. And guess where all them guys are at that's playing like that? G League. Because <laughs> what? Those guys don't have no post moves. They don't have a go-to move. He don't exactly. play defense. So Yeah, he's a weak side defender. That's like that's another thing I think he gets overhyped about him. Like he's this great defender. Like, no, nah, he played weak side defense. Like he somebody else is guarding the man and then he's coming on the chase down or on the uh the help side and blocking shots. He's sagging off his easier. defenders. Yes, it's much easier. Right. It's, and guess what? Guess who played that same that same weak side defender defense? LeBron James. And we're going to talk about him later. He gets creamed for the <laughs> <defense> he plays. <laughs> right. And you're looking at Zion. That, and we, I'm not a Duke header. Yes, they're going to say I'm a Duke header because I like Tar Heels. But when you look at the, in all honesty and the aspects of the game, if I want to talk about Tar Heels, I'm going to tell you about Luke May. Luke May is a great basketball player. He spent all four years playing for North Carolina. He's not going to succeed on the next level to me. I mean, if you look at him, he might be a poor man's uh, Marcus Gasol. But he could not get off his feet quick enough. The game is at a faster rate. I don't think you move that fast right. on the court to keep up with some of the other athletes. A lot of your a lot of your fours and your fives can move like some of your your shooting guards and your threes now. The whole thing about him, the same thing we say about Zion. He's not fast enough. He's undersized with his size, especially at the five spot. He'd be undersized at the four spot. So he's not he he's not that quick. He's not a good defender. So when you look at him like a Luke May, I'm gonna say he's gonna be more in that Kevin Love type stages on the defensive side. Maybe he can you use him for the for an outlet for a three pointer? He has a he has a great net for a rebounder. But these are the type of things that people talk about. And I was working at ACC tournament. I heard some NBA execs say the same thing. That I was saying the same thing Gilbert Arenas was saying. Zion is a good player, but we also have a lot of players in the league that does the same thing. He doesn't have a go-to move. He's over. He's overweight. His stamina is bad, so he got to work on his stamina if he want to play the next level. You talk about an eight, this. This is not a thirty-two or thirty-six game season. That's including the NCAA tournament. We are talking about a full eighty-two game season. If you make the playoffs with another twenty-something games attacked onto that. Can, is he ready to make that next step to be an elite player? You're talking about a player who never had a significant injury besides the growing. Now, we're talking about the NBA where you're going to have a nutritionist. Well, it's going to have to be in the weight room. Is he going to be one of these guys that was like a Darius Miles who didn't want to lift weights? <laughs> I mean, based on how he look, I don't think right. that – hopefully that won't be a problem. <laughs> it won't be a problem, but he's going to have to stress some of that baby fat off. Like the whole thing is, you don't want to bring up too much. You at least want him like, you know what? He got to lose between fifteen to twenty pounds to make her more lighter. You you talking about? This is a kid still. People got to catch that bird in the morning. You can't miss that bird. You got to the next city. You got a curfew. So you got to do all this stuff, and the next level is going to be even more harder. Only the supreme guys, the superstars, overcome this overnight can zion overcome this can this kid get up and get ready for some back-to-back games can he get ready to go fly from miami to new york or new york straight to la to get ready for a game the next night 
Can he do it, Marcus? He's going to have to be able to. I mean, because the only, well, not the only thing, but the one thing that he has for him, going for him, is he has, not NBA, but he has, like, Olympic athleticism, where it's just that, above I, and beyond anything we've seen. And based on how he came out in that ACC tournament, he seems to have, you know, some mental toughness to him, too. You know, where he, you know, blocked out, you know, everyone's opinion about if he should come back or if he just should just sit out, you know, and wait for the NBA. But he came back, had a perfect game, and then went on to have another awesome game in the ACC tournament. And he's been putting together, you know, back-to-back good games since. So I think he's mentally able, you know, to overcome some of those, like, you know, his uh, his weight, um, his undersized, or, you know, his size, and be an NBA pro. Um, but, you know, you can be mentally tough, but you still have to go out there and do it. And is he capable of doing it? That's the real right. question. That is a good question because I'm looking at his size now. All that, that stuff he's doing, overpowering players, you got guys in the league that's two times stronger than that. And you got to look at some of those veterans that we call glue guys that play defense. They're going to step right over and take that charge on them. Zion going to be fought out of the games in the NBA next year. <laughs> will be. If he takes the same approach playing in college, he's going to get fought out of plenty of games. Right. Plenty <laughs> because, like I said, I've been saying the whole time, I'm waiting for one of these networks or someone to cut me. You would check. We've been saying this the whole season. Zion definitely need a go-to move. Just like with any player that comes into the next level. The only reason they say why y'all keep everybody gonna say why y'all keep talking about Zion because that's what the media shows is Zion Zion like he's the only one playing collegiate basketball. But when you show a guy like that, you will find some weaknesses. He every player has a flaw, and I feel like when I was standing right there next to some of them NBA execs, they said Zion stamina is one. Got to come down ten to fifteen pounds. That was two. Got to work on free throws. They need a go-to move. These are the four ingredients they said that can make him a, a, a better elite player. They say, I'm tired of when you watch TV, Skip Bayless, he's saying that Zion's already a top 30 player in the league. He can lead one of these franchises to the playoffs. No, he can't. No, he can't. Don't even give me that bull, Skip. No, he cannot. So you're telling me right now that Zion's better than no. D'Angelo Russell. No. No. <laughs> he's, he, he's better than Reggie Jackson. No. He's saying he's better than Blake Griffin. No, he's not better. He's No, he's not better than Blake Griffin. Come on, man. What does Skip Blake over Griffin there? at least has a, a go-to move. And Blake Griffin has a go-to move. And, a, and the funny thing you don't know about Blake Griffin, he used to be a point guard in high school. So he got a little handle. He not to get to the cup. Only thing Blake Griffin added different to his game is, now is a, is a, is a three-point ball. Because the, right. the game is evolving. The game is changing. Steph Curry changed the game for where now with the threes take take when a lot of point guards taking a lot of threes, but I ain't gonna say he really changed the game. A lot the guys that came from overseas started the three point thing. His name is uh Dandre, uh Petrovic, who who passed away when he played for the New Jersey Nets. Uh, the first guy to come over from this from over from Yugoslavia or Croatia to give out buckets like that. So right. pay he's on his to way him. to being the best hero league player ever. Be- yeah. When you say you, when people always say, "Oh, Ginobili on them," no, Petrovic, the Godfather to these Euro players, man. 
Come on, respect it or get checked in, man. Like, <laughs> our penis a bonus. Change the game the way the centers play. He's the reason why He's the reason why the NBA got the three seconds. Why? Because Shaq want to camp down low. Shaq don't want to play defense. Was the lazy man playing defense? Shaq sat down and just dominate the paint. Three seconds in the key. Come out here and play defense. Our Venus Sabonis. His son plays in the NBA, playing for the NBA players, Demonte Sabonis. His dad was the reason. If you, if, like a lot of guys, Marcus, don't know out there, you know what I'm saying? We 30 and over. A lot of these guys don't know who our Venus Sabonis is. They might see his basketball card and say, who is this fat white guy? He looks trash. <laughs> but that guy right there gave you buckets. You know what I'm saying? Shoot that three. Had a handle. Had a post game. Had a hook shot. You could hit free one throws. One of the best passers. One of the best one big of the, One of the best passing big men to ever grace across the floor in the NBA. So when I'll be looking at stuff like that, when Cass, like, who is this? Like, th- th- those are the type of guys. I look at it where some of these guys come to the league. They need to study some of their team history. I bet you a lot of these guys, when you study the team history, where they come from. Like, you got to study your team history. It's like, oh, this is a great year. Okay, boom, boom, boom. You, you ha- Before you become a basketball player in the NBA, you got to become the student of the game so your, so your basketball knowledge can rise. And guess what? You play in the NBA, a lot of these guys who – a lot of these guys who play – a lot of guys who play for these uh teams – a lot of these guys who play for this team, right, Marcus? They right there. They right there in your hands. Michael Finley on the coaching staff for the, for the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of the guys don't even know that. They probably see his picture like, oh, that's Michael Finley. Michael Finley is, is, is a great player. Right. Mike Finley, Wisconsin. Right scene, Wisconsin. Get buckets. Play with tough juice and all them up there. In Wisconsin, so you gotta you gotta become a student of the game, so you could pick some of these veterans and some of these Hall of Famers brains to see where you can be at. You still got guys like Elijah Wan, uh, people like uh, Kareem, still giving out advice to the younger guys to show them how to get better moves because they see something in them. I mean, you know, if you add this to your game, you'd be better. You would be better. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Learn the game before you can actually play it. A lot of people say they play basketball. A lot of guys don't study the game. They don't sit down and study the tape to be better. If you study your own tape to find your own mistakes and critique yourself, you'll be a whole lot better ball player. For sure. Not, there's some guys in this age group that, that you can tell do, does, does that. Mm-hmm. For instance, you um, the guy that's been rising, in my opinion, well, he's like the, the number two for sure overall pick in this draft, John Moran. You can tell he's a, a student of the game. He goes and he nitpicks himself. A guy who wasn't recruited going into college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is now a, a lottery pick, a t- number two pick. If Zion wasn't there, he'd be a number one overall pick, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh. It, Earlier, you mentioned the last triple-double with Draymond Green. Well, John Morant came and just got the last triple-double mm-hmm. in the first round. Mm-hmm. And and that's a guy with all-around game who has more than one go-to, but he has a couple. You know, he can, you know, get you off the bounce. You know, mm-hmm. he got the, the hesitation, drive-by. And then he, he's an athlete himself. I mean, what is he, like, six one six two? Six, I say six three in a good day. I give him six. I give him six two. Call the body, body, body. body. I, don't, I don't know if, if Zion's talking like that. 
No, so, he ain't catching no boom shaka laka. <laughs> nah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, like you said, there are other people playing in, in uh, college basketball. So, I think he is gonna make he, something a lot better. Than, than NBA. So, you, so is he a for sure lock at number two, a John Morant? I mean, on my board, he is. I, I don't. I, I think Cam Reddish had a, has has a chance, uh, you know, making it a Duke one two, um, but his hand his handprints gonna have to be all over these next. Like they're gonna definitely have to beat Michigan State tonight, and he's gonna have to be a big part of the reason why they beat uh, Texas Tech uh, mm-hmm. whenever they play. Mm-hmm. And like you said, John Morant. You know, we, you know, you know, always throwing nuggets out there for people who listen to the show. We appreciate all the listeners who listen. First and foremost, little nugget: Ray Allen and John Morant's father played together in high school basketball out in Sumter, South Carolina. So that's a little South nugget right Carolina. there. Ray Allen. A lot of people say Ray Allen. Throw another nugget out there for you if you're a first-time listener or a seven- or eight-time listener. Ray Allen, first name is Walter Ray Allen. So Walter is his first name. So, you know, sweet Ray. So, you know, giving y'all nuggets today, trying to bless y'all with something different. So, you know, the people out there betting, trying to make a little extra cash, they ask my, hey, what's Ray Allen government name? You say Walter Ray Allen. But first and foremost, <laughs> those are nuggets right there, some gems. So I'm going to try to give y'all gems every other day when we do this uh, podcast. Um, when I'm looking at John Morant, he reminds me of, I'm going to say a C.J. McCollum playing at Lehigh University who made his nice little run in the tournament and he beat Duke. And a lot of people are like, here you go, trying to bash Duke. But no, I'm not doing that. I'm just looking at the size that he, he is and look at the size he has became for, for the Portland Trailblazers. He got, I'm going to say they similar. But he's, I'm going to say John Morant has it. Like like you said, you could tell he's one of them guys who watches film. And I like the interview that he gave. He said, I know I'm not, a, he said, I'm just not a scorer. He said, I got to find other ways so our team can win. He didn't say my, he, well, like he said, he didn't say my team. Because when he say my team, that's being selfish. You know all the guys say, you know, I got to get my team involved. It's not my team. It's our team. It got to be other ways how we get our, our team involved. I love that because it's like, you know, He's not in it for himself. This is a team. This is a team game. We win championships together. We lose together. We win together. And I don't like that when he brings to the table. If anybody, he's. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.